Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast with Alex Israel. Today, Malachim Aleph, Perak Bet, Chapter 8. Today we read about the festive inauguration, the opening of the Beit HaMikdash and Shlomo's phenomenal prayer there. This happens with Az Yakel Shlomo. Shlomo gathers everybody like Parshat Vayakel. Everybody is gathered. Chazal say, Ein ha-shechina shura ele-bakahal, that we need Am Yisrael to be there, for the Shechina to be there. And the major focus here is not the sacrifices, though there were you know, in phenomenal numbers of sacrifices, but in fact the installation of the Ark of the Covenant, the Aron Habrit, into the Kodesh Kadashim, into the Devir. And when this happens, when the Kohanim have installed it, and once they leave the Kodesh, the cloud fills the house of God. The, the priests couldn't go in because the house was filled with the cloud of God. And this is a reflection of the Shekhinah, the divine presence, which rested in the Mishkan, the Mishkan which Moshe established in the, in the wilderness, which is in turn a reflection of the Shekhinah on Mount Sinai. A direct line goes from Mount Sinai to the Mishkan, to the Beit HaMikdash. Now on that basis, we might expect Shlomo to make a statement about God's presence. But here we get a surprise. And that surprise is Shlomo's prayer, which is really a, a masterpiece. What does it say? After a slight historical preamble, Shlomo makes a statement about God and he says, Can God really dwell on earth? The heavens and the heavens of the heavens cannot contain you. Certainly not this house which I have built. And therefore, that what you're going to do is you're going to listen to my prayer that this should always be the place where you will listen to our prayers. That you will always be in every scenario that you from the heavens will listen to the prayers we pray here and you will answer us. And he gives a bunch of scenarios. Verse 33, When we, are, when we, we suffer in war, we suffer defeat in war. If there is a drought, there's no rain. If there's famine. In each case, You will listen from the heavens. You will listen to our prayers, you will forgive our sins, etc., etc. You stay in the heaven, we stay on earth, but you will um, always have your, your ears to this place. In fact, one of the scenarios he even talks about is one of Galut, exile. Difficult to imagine at this high point in time that Shlomo is even thinking or contemplating exile, and yet this is in this list of scenarios 
of how God will listen to us. And this becomes the foundation of a tradition that we always face Jerusalem in prayer. That all of our prayers are directed to the land of Israel, says the Gemara in Brachot, Daf Lamed, that um, if you're standing abroad, you should direct your hearts. And we also know that we face that way physically to Eretz Israel, And they quote our, our chapter, Bit even if you're in Israel, everybody should face Jerusalem as it says, again quoting our chapter, and so forth and so forth. If you are in Jerusalem, you should face the site of the temple. If you're even at the temple, you should face the Holy of Holies, as it says, and it says, therefore, Somebody who is standing in the east will face west. Somebody in the west will face east. In the south, you'll face north. In the north, they'll face south. All the Jewish people, their hearts are united by all being directed to a single spot, to a single location. And it's on this basis that the Gemara then finishes by saying, quoting the verse, that Jerusalem is called the Tel Talpiot, the hill of Talpiot. And there's a lovely pun here of Midrash, which says, Tel Shekol Piot Ponim Bo. It is the hill to which all mouths face. This is the clearinghouse. This is the conduit. This is the central hub where all prayers are directed to Jerusalem. And it would seem as if God is listening in to that sort of transmitter. Jerusalem becomes this transmitter this maybe we should use a different metaphor um, it is the ladder which connects heaven and earth and god is above the ladder listening to all of our prayers which we pray directed to jerusalem and this is a really stunning image but we should understand the theology even though there is the verse uh, I will. you will make me a sanctuary and I will dwell amongst you. God might dwell amongst us, but he doesn't dwell in this house. God remains, so to speak, in the heavens, but listens to us down below. My second uh, focus that I'd like to, to point out here is one of those scenarios which is mentioned here. The gam el hanochri asher lo also to the foreigner who is not part of the Jewish people. And he comes from a far off land because he'll hear your great name and your, the strength of your hand and he will pray to this house. You should also listen from your dwelling place and you should respond to this foreigner, this non-Jew. In, in order that all of the nations will know your name, all peoples of the world will fear you, just like the Jewish people. And as he says later on in the chapter, In order that the entire world, all the nations of the globe, will know that you are the God, there is no other. This is a, an interesting feature that Shlomo makes the Mikdash not just for the Jewish people, but for everybody as we read uh, in Yeshayahu later on, Ki beiti beit kare amin, that this is a house of prayer for all peoples. 
And in that regard, this might explain something quite interesting because frequently the Mishkan uh, was dedicated in in Nisan, in the first month. In fact, one of the reasons why we don't say Tachanun during Nisan is because the majority of the month was happy days. The first 12 days was the dedication of the Mishkan. And then, of course, we have Pesach, which is the majority of the, the month uh, are happy days. And therefore, we don't say Tachanun the whole of Nisan. The Mishkan was dedicated in Nisan. And we find many other kings using Pesach as a moment for national dedication. That was true about King Chizkiyahu. King Hezekiah, also true about King Yoshiahu, Josiah, whenever he wanted to restore the nation, a king wanted to repudiate idolatry and pledge allegiance to Hashem, they always used Pesach as that time. Maybe then it's surprising that Shlomo chose particularly to celebrate this inauguration in Tishrei. And maybe this is not incidental. Tishrei, whereas Nisan represents the history of the Jewish people, it is our particular history. Tishrei, but Tishrei is, is the Hayom Harat Olam, the anniversary of the creation of the world. It's the day when we celebrate the new year for all of civilization, where we say, Kol Olam of Rim Lefanecha Kivnei Marom, that the, we, the God judges the whole world. And since Tishrei has this universal side, moreover, the uh, this is celebrated over Sukkot, as we're told at the end of the chapter. And once again, we have a tradition of bringing 70 parim, 70 oxen, corresponding to the 70 nations. Sukkot, Tishrei, is the moment when we connect with our universal side. Shlomo HaMelech doesn't want Jerusalem, doesn't want the Mikdash only to be for the Jewish people alone. He wants it to be for the entire world, for the entire world to come and celebrate God, to recognize God, to salute God, to pledge their allegiance to God. And this maybe explains this aspect of the appeal to the non-Jew and the celebration at Chag HaSukot. That's it for today. See you tomorrow. Yeah, 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 my